0: You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more.
1: Hi, I'm Emily Hampshire, and this is The Fabulous Invalid.
2: Welcome to the Fabulous Invalid, Broadway's podcast, where we present essential conversations with a curated roster of the best, most important, and innovative theater makers working today, from actors to writers, directors, designers, and everyone in between. We took our name from the title of a 1938 play by Kaufman at heart that has since become a loving nickname for Broadway itself, always deemed on the verge of decline, yet always bouncing back, the Fabulous Invalid. I'm theater savant Jamie Dumont i'm rob russo writer and theater critic with staged left at nyc and staged left the podcast
3: and i'm pajama aficionado jennifer samard hi (laughs) pajama
2: aficionado i like that
3: i know i think i said aficionado and that's incorrect is it aficionado Aficionado, aficionado, aficionado. Well, I,
0: I have to tell you, I've been wearing. I have this like one pair of like leisure pants for mm-hmm. lounging that I have just been wearing nonstop. I did wash them once, but you
3: know, mm-hmm. so yeah, like i have that's a, been I my uniform. A of, I wear a pair of red flannels, a red flannel. What is wrong with me? Red flannel plaid pajama bottoms almost How every classic. day. And it, it just it makes me feel woodsy. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. you know, even though I'm in the city, it makes me feel like I'm in a cabin somewhere. <laughs>
0: Right. There you go. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: I like Woodsy. That sounds
3: what's yours? What are you what about you, Jamie? What are you wearing? What are you wearing? These days.
2: I'm in sweatpants. I wear a lot of sweatpants. Mm -hmm. I wear a lot of pajama Mm -hmm. bottoms. I I basically wear the same exact thing I always wear when I come home. I I pretty much walk in the door, even in even when the world is fully operational. Mm -hmm. I come home, I walk in the door, the first thing I do is change into like sweats or something casual. Um, I saw
3: this comedian years ago who cracked me up with a joke something like, you know, you go out in your real life and you're wearing your tight pants but when you get home everyone loses weight. Look at these sweatpants. These are loose. I'm Right. A <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: lot
0: of
3: elastic.
2: Well, yeah. Jennifer of sort elastic. of reminds mm-hmm. It sort of reminds me of that scene from Company where your your character is putting her hands down her pants, right? Isn't that Is that Am yeah. I getting the scene
3: right? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Look like, at these pants. You can put your fist in there. That's how much weight yeah. I've lost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Everyone um, is a size zero when they're in an elastic waistband.
2: <sighs> that's right. The truer words. Truer words. Well, today mm-hmm. we depart ever so slightly from our regular theater-related interviews, mm-hmm. although In a way, this does still sort of fall into that category. You undoubtedly will know our guest, Emily Hampshire, from the hit CBC comedy Schitt's Creek, where she has played Stevie Budd for six seasons, or the sci-fi drama Twelve Monkeys, among her many other credits.
0: Yes, uh, but what Jamie was referring to a moment ago is Emily's latest project, her new weekly online talk show, Hump Day with Hampshire, which live streams on Wednesdays as a fundraiser for the Actors Fund. Um, By the time this airs, the third episode will have come out, so you can find the show on the Actors Fund website and on their YouTube channel.
3: And as we learned in talking with Brian Stokes Mitchell, chairman of the Actors Fund, despite its name, the fund provides a vital lifeline to all entertainment professionals, not just actors, working across the industry in film, theater, television, music, opera, radio, and dance. It's an organization very near and dear to our hearts that is needed now more than ever. You can make a donation at any time, in any amount, by going to actorsfund.org.
2: Before we chat with Emily, I thought it would be fun to catch up on what everybody's core routines are. Ooh, I love a
0: portmanteau. You
2: know. Well,
0: I mean, I can't take credit for that, Rob. Here for a portmanteau. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, I, um, I, I have been um, uh, catching up on some television shows that I uh, never watch. I'm, I'm famously bad at TV. So this has been, this has given me an opportunity because I have no other excuse um, (laughs) to catch up on some, on some TV. Mm -hmm. And actually, the, the, the last thing I did is I, I binged. Um, the season of uh, shits Creek that I hadn't seen in, in preparation for this, uh, this interview. So
2: I'm, I'm all caught up. And Rob, as you know, I did the same thing last night. Yeah, as yeah of, fact. Course. Um, of course. Because I yeah. couldn't, I literally had to like, I watched the first couple of episodes and then it was too hard. I, I was like, I want to savor this. I want to watch one. Yeah. E- and then, you know, life happens. <laughs> and, but I figured if we're going to talk to Stevie Budd herself, I should, right? I should know what happens This season. And boy, Mm -hmm. I I mean, I was a sobbing, weeping mess. (laughs) I teared up. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I I didn't tear up. I sobbed. (laughs) You
3: wept.
0: Ugly (laughs) cry. Well, I think we're all feeling very vulnerable these days, you know? Yes, yes. That's true from some tears.
3: I think my routine is pretty close to what most people are doing these days. But the saving grace, the number one thing for me is my spin bike that I have in my bedroom. Mm. And um, I try to use it every day. Maybe I'll skip one or two days. But psychologically, even more than physically, it what it does for me is hard to describe. Before this pandemic even happened, it, she's just... I don't know, psychologically, it's like therapy for me, getting on that bike. Yeah,
0: totally. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's yoga. I've been doing um, uh, yoga classes um, on my, uh, my, my studio has a, now an, an online platform, so you can mm-hmm. do a class virtually, um, which, you know, mm-hmm. I was nervous to do because I, you know, I'm so used to doing yoga in a class and like community is a whole part of it. Same thing for me with yoga, like it's just such a centering and calming and, um, you know, I'm just naturally a very anxious person. So um, being able to continue doing that in my, in my quarantine as part of my quar routine um, mm-hmm. has, been, has been really,
2: really, really helpful. Well, fuck both of you. All I'm doing is eating <laughs> m and Well, I didn't say I wasn't snacking incessantly as
3: yeah. well. You know? I mean, I yeah. did buy an inordinate amount of wine. Let's be honest. That's what I did. Yeah. And, Good. Uh, All right. I feel <laughs> a little bit better.
2: Rob does know know. that I bought, I bought, I I bought, I did buy a yoga mat because I thought, well, I've been talking about trying yoga for a while and I've done a few yoga classes. I can do a little bit of it. I'm not, I'm not a total novice. So, I bought a yoga mat, and of course, I sent the link to Rob. And I was like, "Is this a good one?" And Rob naturally wrote back, "Yes, it's the exact one I have." So right, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. It's it's waiting for me downstairs. I have to. It's, oh, it's, very it's in its own quarantine, right? That's and right. It'll it'll, yeah. it'll come up to me probably tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this has been fun. I feel like shit. Um, but I will, I will, I will, I will stretch or something today. Um, but I think we should probably get to our interview with Emily, um, which in full disclosure, we, we did, we did already record with her and, um, there was a slight technical glitch as we, as we said earlier, these things are not, it's not a perfect science and, um, so there's a moment at the end of the interview where Jennifer and I, our mics mm-hmm. go out and, and, and Rob finishes the interview with Emily. So funnily enough, we, we asked Emily to stay on the line while we uploaded the files and then the program got back and we all got to say goodbye to her, but we just yes, didn't record yeah. it.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> all right, let's get to our interview with Emily. Emily, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it.
1: Oh, for sure.
2: Um, we, uh, we know that you're hosting a new live stream talk show for the Actors Fund called Hump Day with Hampshire. We've all seen it. Um, it's brilliant. Tell us <laughs> how this all came about.
1: Um, well, it actually just came to me through my agent and publicist. Um, they were telling me that the Actors Fund was doing stuff to raise money. and um, and on, if I'm being very honest, at first I was like, the Actors Fund, I mean, there's got to be, I've, there's more important things to raise money for than actors right now. And then I learned that the Actors Fund is not just for actors, it's for everyone in the entertainment industry, um, like from you know uh, writers to uh, technicians to drag queens, like everyone. And that's what <laughs> made me be like, oh my God, yes, that is that is everyone we work with who has lost their job and work paycheck to paycheck. Um, So then they were like, what could we do to raise money? And I, somebody somewhere suggested a talk show. And, uh, and I believe my publicist sent me a message being like, or or a message that I was CC'd on um, saying to my manager, I think this would be really good to keep Emily busy. She needs to keep busy during (laughs) these (laughs) times." So, they, they decided to do the most involved thing, um, which I didn't realize doing a it's it's really made me like all these interviews that I've been doing for press for other things. It has made me so have like such empathy for people who do the interviews on the other side of the desk um, because it's hard. It's it's a lot of work when you want to, like, I want my guests to, like, I want to know everything about my guests and ask them questions that they haven't been asked before. And like all these things, it's really been an eye opener to be on this side.
2: And you have production values. I mean, you, you know, you, (laughs) you've got, you've got, you've got some tricks and stuff.
1: Right. Real production value. (laughs) Um, What I died about was that like, I really I, th- I didn't think this was going to be a serious thing when they said talk show. Like I thought they were just using that term as like, maybe I'll go on Instagram live and Instagram live with a friend. And then they send me my theme song, my theme song that they wrote with my bitmoji. <laughs> and I died. Like, I don't if you follow me at all. Anyone who knows me or follows me on Instagram, I am obsessed with my bitmoji. Like, that's if you're my friend, that's how we communicate. And if you don't have a bitmoji, then we're just not going to talk much. So watch up day with him shine. Have some fun before we retire.
2: Take a little break from the quack. My it's home
1: day with him It's really been like such a like I never thought about doing a talk show that's never like ever entered my brain but the minute it did I was like yeah why hasn't it it's the greatest thing ever like I love interviewing people I don't know or do know and playing games and stuff and like my first episode I I wanted to have friends of mine on because I was nervous and I just ended up like the, my friends who I love, like Annie, Annie Murphy who's on Schitt's Creek and um, Adam Rapon, who's a figure skater, but also one of the funniest guys you've ever met. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Bobby Burke who's on Queer Eye and Sophia Bush who is, uh, everyone, people know she's an actress, but she's also a genius. So having <laughs> these people on, at the end, I was like, I could. I thought I could not love these people more, but after that, I just fell in love with everybody because they were so generous and fun. And um, yeah, I really like it. I like spending all week researching stuff and coming up with ideas to like play games and stuff because I (laughs) wanted to be like in addition to raising money. um, I think you know it's a hard time to ask people. For any to give anything right now, I know it's really hard. Most people don't have anything to give, and you know it's it's whatever you can give. But also, like if you can't, that's okay. You can just like spend some time with me and my friends and and get maybe some entertainment while you're stir crazy in your apartment, and that makes me really happy.
0: You're such a natural, um, which I think you're you're discovering as you're doing this. Um, did you look to any other? talk show hosts as inspiration when you were sort of getting into the mindset of, of, of taking on this, this new role?
1: Well, I did in terms of this was uh, kind of pitched to me as like Rosie O'Donnell did um, her thing. She brought back her show for the Actors Fund for the same um, charity. And she had done hers the Sunday before I was doing mine. And, so I did, I, I watched that. And then I remember like, I used to love the Rosie O'Donnell show. I would like every day come home from school and watch that. Um, so I actually tried to find the first ever Rosie O'Donnell show because I wanted to know like, how did she introduce a new show to people? Because right. I, I really wanted it to be like a I don't know if I get into something, I get real, real into it. And I wanted it to be like a real talk show, like how they intro it and everything. Um, I of course didn't end up doing like I had lofty aspirations. I think I, I hit straight in the middle, but, um, you know, I, there's room for improvement, but I did go and look, um, I couldn't find her opening of the original one, but I watched a bunch of those and I watched, um, just like some, some daytime talk, like Ellen, I watched and I was like, oh, I'm never going to be as good as these people. So, but I was, it was uh, inspiring. For sure. Now
3: you, you mentioned you had, you had um, some friends on, you had Anne, Adam, Bobby, Sophia. And I'm wondering other than me, Jennifer, do you have any other dream guests uh, that you would <laughs> like <laughs> or who's your absolute, who's like your number one person you're like, I really have to get blah blah on the oh, show I'm-
1: oh my gosh well on okay so I have two number one people and they their their names have been like every day I'm like so have you heard back from um Michelle Obama <laughs> have you heard back <laughs> from her because she's a fan of shits you know she's a big fan of shits cake so mm-hmm. that's my number one well it's equally number one with Dolly Parton so, oh yeah Okay, I love these. So I'm I've been obsessed with the only apartment for like her and Loretta Lynn. I've been obsessed with forever. Um, and what's crazy is that I wrote this list of when they were talking about guests, I wrote this list of dream guests and also like it started with dream guests that are my friends and I know and I can reach out to. Um, who are equally dream guests because, like, that's a joy to do, especially when you can't actually see your friends. Um, and then my other list of dream guests was people like one Dolly Parton, and um, and I made this <laughs> list, and then I sent it to. Um, what's crazy is that I was talking to Chester, who who runs kind of the Actors Fund, or at least what we're doing here, and he just brought up. He's like, "Yeah, you know, I used to work for Dolly Parton, so with, with Dolly Parton at Dollywood." So I was thinking of maybe getting her on, and I'm like, "Wait, did you read my list? Did you read my list? Because I just sent it, and he didn't even hadn't even read my list." So so I feel like that's a sign. Basically, <laughs> I'm looking at that as a sign that he worked at Dollywood. And I want Dolly Parton on my show. Here you come.
0: We actually did a whole episode about the Actors Fund oh. and we talked about, um, you know, the, the Rosie revival and what Seth and James are doing with stars in the house and all these great, um, yeah. you know, um, initiatives that are being launched um, to raise money. I'm wondering, you know, we, we've asked some folks this before, but do you have a, a personal experience with the Actors Fund that you can share or perhaps a story of a colleague <laughs> who's been helped out directly?
1: You know, it's really funny. I, I feel like I can share this because it, was the actors fund in Canada? Maybe I don't mm-hmm. know if it's the same thing, but this might be a story you wanna cut out, but I'm gonna tell it to you. <laughs> 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 I um I actually was so right before Schitt's Creek, I um it was I mean my life My pre-shit's life was such shit. Um, I um, I, and shit spelled S-C-H-I-T-T. So no worries about that. Um, I had just gotten divorced. I hadn't worked in a year. Um, I was about to move into my friend's closet, like literally, but I mean, it was a walk-in closet, so it's not that bad. Um, And I had this rent to pay and stuff. And I was like, the like worst I've ever been in my life. And I I read, I wrote this letter to the Actors Fund and I, I submitted and I did all this paperwork and everything. And I, it was humiliating. I mean, it wasn't, it was just like, you really, what's good is that they do make sure the people who need it the most get it. At least Mm -hmm. this is in Canada wrote this letter and anyways, I was rejected.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but to
1: be fair, I was rejected. They said, cause I had uh, RSPs and I didn't want to cash in my RSPs because I thought that was, you know, my mom always said, that's a very, never do that. You're going to need it when you're old. So anyways, that's my, but I can tell a better story. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I have a question I mean, for you about a story. Yeah. Here's a, here's a story. Um, I, I like how when you were interviewing Annie Murphy, I think I called her Anne before. My apologies. I abbreviate people's names. That's what I do. So M in that. um, um, When you were interviewing her and the fan art came up on the screen, slightly blocking you, you knew how to find the camera. And it reminded me of that saying, always find your light. So speaking of that, what's Ah. next for you? What's next for you once we're all able to return to our normal lives?
1: Oh my God, that's funny. Um, Well, I actually, um, uh, I have this episode, I did this, uh, anthology series called 50 Stages of Fright for Quibi, which actually launches today. Um, and it's, uh, Sam Raimi, uh, produced this horror anthology. And so that's coming out on, um, Quibi April 13th. And then I'm, I'm, doing my own show, um, which I'm not allowed to say more about it than that. But Ooh, it's exciting, the most though. exciting thing I've ever, um, uh, yeah, I've ever done. I feel like I, I watched Dan, you know, create shits and I learned so much. And I, um, I, I just love all the stuff he kind of stood for in terms of making, making Schitt's Creek like from the beginning, a place where there will be no homophobia and will Mm. the town will never be a butt of the joke. And, and, all those kinds of things, I was like, I want to do something like that of my own. And um, so there's something in the works like that. And I cannot wait till I can talk
3: about it. Awesome.
2: (laughs) Well, we are very excited about that. And we will look forward to hearing more about that. But I want to just go back to hump day with Hampshire for one quick second. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'd like to, if I may turn the tables on you a little bit and put 30 seconds on the clock and see if we can get the lightning round of quarantine stats out of you, which, oh my you've, God, okay. which you've done with your guests, but, um, yes. but I, I'd like to do it with you. So I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock starting okay. now. Okay. And how many rolls of toilet paper do you have? Two. I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're running low. Who was the last person you touched?
1: Uh, oh my God. Um, oh my God. I think it might have been Dan Levy.
2: That's a good person to touch. What was was the last outside meal you had?
1: Oh, it was California Pizza Kitchen because I'm obsessed with it. I eat there every day and I had a tomato (laughs) bisque and I had a Moscow mule. And that's, I know it's a weird combination. Don't judge. (laughs)
2: Wait, you went to California Pizza Kitchen and you didn't have a pizza?
1: No, I, you know, it's weird. I have never had a pizza at California Pizza Kitchen. Oh, wow. I eat the same thing. I get the tomato bisque. And when I'm feeling crazy, I get the chicken piccata. And those are the things <laughs> I've eaten there. And I love it so much. I'm a creature of habit.
2: <laughs> wow. All right. Well, well, the 30 seconds is long run out. So, um, oh. but you did very well. We didn't ask the last question, which is, what's the longest you've gone without showering? But you don't have to answer that if you don't Oh, want to.
1: You know what? You don't want me to answer that. That's the wrong answer. <laughs>
2: are you wearing pants
1: (laughs) you know what i'm not (laughs) (laughs) i'm actually not i'm like it's on camera so you know what's weird i probably would have put on pants if i thought it was uh uh, just like if i thought it was a podcast which makes no sense but you're (laughs) in full beach but you're wearing makeup
3: yes you're you're wearing makeup no pants and you smell we've got it okay yes yeah that is a
2: complete picture Amazing,
3: yes. amazing. Well,
2: well, since we're playing
0: games, um, and oh, this is movies. a, this is a Broadway podcast. So if you're oh down, God, we'd it. like to ask you a couple Broadway trivia questions. Oh
1: my God. Okay. okay so I'm obsessed with musicals, except oh, I don't perfect. want to actually start like that because if I, I'm not so good with the new, new music, but anyways, okay. Yes. ask me. Okay. Okay. Name.
0: Okay. So here's our first okay. question. Um, okay. what is the longest running Broadway show?
1: Les Mis. No. Yes. Les Mis. No. Mm. Okay, Do you want Phantom? to try again?
0: Yes, Phantom? yes, there you Yes, go. okay, oh, that's yeah. what I was going to
1: switch it to. Okay.
0: My hint was going to be that the lead character was way ahead
2: of the curve because he wears a mask.
1: Oh, that's funny. You know? Yeah, that's a, good, <laughs> ah, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay,
2: we, were, we weren't sure what your knowledge would be, so we, we built in some hints so that we yeah, could help yeah, you yeah, along.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So I so,
1: became an actor because I saw Les Mis and I wanted to be Eponine, and that's why I became an actor. It's, it's, it's your so
2: world's great. most popular musical, you know? Yeah. All right. We have, we have another question for you. Um, And this one hits a little closer to home. What hit musical currently running on Broadway takes place in a little Canadian town called Gander.
1: Oh my God. Oh, I feel like it's a, uh, Gander. Uh, Do you want a hint? Yeah. Yes, please.
2: Um, It's based on a true story about Canadian hospitality after 9-11. Welcome to the fog, welcome to the trees, to the ocean
1: and the sky and whatever's in between, to the ones who've left, you never truly got. a candle's in the window and the candle's always on, when the sun is coming up and the world has come ashore, if you're hoping for a harbor then you'll find an open door, in the winter from the water through whatever's in the way, to the ones to have come from the way, welcome to the rock! I don't think I know about this <laughs> because well, if I did, I would really know about it.
2: Right? Um, well, I, I believe it was out on tour and hopefully the tour will resume, but it's called Come From Away.
1: Oh my God. Okay. This is good because I haven't heard of that. I'm glad I do know about it now because now I'm going to make a point of seeing it
3: clubs so okay. we're gonna we're gonna it's give you a chance to make your money back. here you go. here we go. Uh, okay. it's time okay. for it's time for name that Broadway actor. So sticking with a theme. he's a fellow Canadian who won a Tony Award for Little Me and who also starred in the musical of The Goodbye Girl with uh, Ms. Bernadette Peters. And here's oh, a hint he's, he's not a, he's not especially tall. Oh, 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 Martin Short. Martin Short. There you go. Yes! Yes! <laughs> All oh.
1: right. Oh, my God. What? I, I want to go to a... You know what? This has just made me kind of sad, though, in a way, because... <laughs> To, so uh, something I'm embarrassed to say or feel guilty about is that I do thrive a bit in quarantine. Like, I don't want this to be happening <laughs> in the world, but I am definitely been practicing for this all my life. I like being alone, <laughs> all that stuff. But what I just missed so much is going to see a musical. Like, that yeah. is everything to me. Anyone who's ever gotten me the greatest birthday present or Christmas present, it's been a musical. It's been Hamilton. It's been, yeah, it's like, I feel like I leave the earth when I'm in there. So that's really sad that that's not going to happen for a bit.
0: Well, when (laughs) you can, when we're back, you have to see Come From Away.
2: I think you're going to love it.
1: I will. I will. And then I'm going (laughs) to, I'll call in and I'll give you my review.
2: Yes please oh, do. That. We will <laughs> we will look forward to that because you know the thing is Broadway will be back and yes. it is also it is also the name of the the name of our podcast is called The Fabulous Invalid and that really means um, it references the notion that Broadway is always on the verge of decline yet always bouncing back and Broadway will Ooh. bounce back it will It will be thriving and you will get a chance to, to see not only Come From Away but probably another revival of Les Mis um, <laughs> <laughs> but Emily we cannot have you on this show and not talk quickly about Shit's Creek um, yes. we are taping this episode a few days before the series finale, finale. Um, mm-hmm. I I actually have to be very honest with you, I watched the first couple of episodes of the sixth season, the final season uh-huh. um, back in February. And then I had to turn it off because I couldn't, I, I just <laughs> couldn't say, I couldn't do it. And I binged the other 10 episodes uh, or nine episodes last night um, because I knew you were coming on the show. <laughs> I, I was a sobbing, sobbing, <laughs> weeping mess.
3: Yep. Yeah. Well,
1: think of I every time somebody says that, like I understand fans are like, I can't do it, I can't take this, and I'm like, this will make you feel better. It's harder on me. I
3: <laughs> lost a
1: job. I lost <laughs> my friends. I lost Aww. my imaginary friends, character friends. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, it's but you know what I can tell you that because the this last episode was in two parts, and I I think we all remember the read-through for both these these um scripts and the first one which aired uh last week Mm. we were all like i mean if corona was going on then no one we would have to all be quarantined because the amount of like snot and gross crying going on (laughs) was not okay um but i do think it i i can say that the it, it makes up for that in the last episode it is perfect it's perfect and oh. anything that i've been sad about dan ending the show is repaired with this because he did the right thing now that i we know how it ends he did he ended it right for everyone yeah. like yeah. it's so special uh, so forget well, we toilet are,
3: paper how many how many yeah. tissue boxes does right. everyone have jamie are you all <laughs> shocked up you good yeah, i'm ready to go okay. all right yeah but you
1: can't use Tissue, I, when I say I have two rolls of toilet paper, I am saving my tissue for when that runs out. So right. well, <laughs> no. we're using, we have to be really environmentally friendly now. And we're using, I'm using you know? towels. Get I don't have a handkerchief. handkerchief. <laughs> Who has a handkerchief?
2: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So,
1: uh,
0: yeah. Well, uh, going back in time a little uh, to 2015, uh, as you shared earlier, you were you know on the verge of moving into a closet. But mm-hmm. um, how did you end up getting cast in in this series? Did you know Eugene and Dan Levy before?
1: I didn't. I knew of Eugene, and yeah. I. I think i knew that dan was on like some mtv thing i knew i actually knew katherine before we'd done a movie together yeah. a few years before but no it was really just it was an audition and it was an audition that my canadian agent forced me to go into because <laughs> at that time the reason why i hadn't worked in a while was i had I, i'm you know, like I'd moved to LA from Canada. And in Canada at the time, I'd, I've been an actor since I was like 12. And I knew all the casting directors and I would work with my friends or get offered things. And um, and then I came out to LA and it's starting over. And so I would go into these auditions that are very different from we have in, what we have in Canada. Like even our union makes, like you have to have a reader and there has to be a camera. And it was just a totally different experience. And I just started to break out in full body hives. So I was <laughs> like, uh, I can't go into auditions anymore. I'll put myself on tape. And, of course, my American agent dropped me, which is fair. I do not blame him. Um, but then my Canadian agent, of course, didn't because she's Canadian and she's nice. Um, <laughs> but then she was like, "Should this audition for Shits came in, and I'm like, I'll put myself on tape. And she's like, no, go in. They're Canadian. They're nice. And um, and I, she, like, really pushed me to go in, and I went in, and I have n- – Well, I had no recollection of my audition, but Dan at our live shows likes to recount it. So um, you'll have to go to our live show to hear that horrible story. But um, (laughs) it was, yeah, I just, it was an audition. I just went in and auditioned.
0: Wow. Well, I'm Mm -hmm. really glad that you did because... um, Me too. (laughs) You know, we've all fallen in love with, with every single character on that show. Um, okay. and, um, it's been such a, such a treat to follow the whole journey. And I can, I have my tissue box set aside, but, um, I, I can't wait <laughs> for the final episode.
3: <laughs> and after, Three. after oh. six seasons, do you have a favorite moment or memory of working on the show? If you had to pick one. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, it's very easy for me, which would seem weird because the show, there's so many moments, but Cabaret was not only like such a great moment for Stevie. It was like a dream come true for me that like, if I think it's even impressed when I was asked what my dream role was like 10 years ago, it was always Sally Bowles and Cabaret. And I never in a million years thought Stevie would be Sally Bowles and Cabaret. And so it was just one of those things that made it even better because, you know, like, and you guys know this, like maybe this time is a song that, mm. that Sally sings like maybe this time I'll get like I'll get a man. Maybe this time he'll love me. And for Stevie, it's maybe this time I'll win. Maybe this time I'll be as great as everyone around me thinks I am. And and it's so empowering. And it's a, it, it's so I just feel like she changes in that moment.
0: We'll end with the, the the same question that we always ask uh, every every guest that we have. Um, and that is... And I, I do well, that actually, too
1: you, on my show. I'm sorry. Oh, it's I just because I was thinking of how do I find, how do I get off with someone? Because that's a real yeah, hard right. thing. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to do one of those things. Like, so my last question, which tips right. you off to like, yeah. goodbye. Okay, sorry. Right.
0: Well, I think you've already answered it. But the, but okay. the question is, uh, what was that show or thing that made you want to become an actor?
1: Oh yeah, it was Les Mis I saw when I was in grade six and I didn't want to go to it because my, my Nato was having a pool party and I wanted to go to that. And my mom took me to see Les Mis and I felt like I left the earth and I wanted to be Eponine. And from that day on, all I did was work on being an actor.
0: Amazing. Well, mm-hmm. um, I'm so 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 grateful uh, that you that you did and that (laughs) um that you've um been a part of um you know the Schitt's Creek which is so incredible and now starting this this new talk show um Hump Day with Hampshire which everyone should uh tune into uh Wednesdays on um is it on theactressfund.org
1: uh, yeah, it's on the Actors Fund YouTube page. YouTube, okay, perfect. I mean, okay, I think perfect. you can. Get, but on the actorsfund.org slash humpday, you can donate and donate whatever you can. Even like two dollars helps. So um, amazing. Yeah, yeah, perfect. And tell your awesome. people all your fans to watch because because uh, I feel like it's really supporting their community. So yeah, okay, awesome. <laughs> That's it. Thanks so
0: much. <laughs> I love
2: our show. Thanks for listening. At this difficult time, please consider making a donation to the Actors Fund at ActorsFund.org. The Fabulous Invalid is a production of O&M etc. and the Fabulous Invalid LLC, and a proud member of the Broadway Podcast Network. Our theme music is by Lucky Chops. Today's episode was edited and engineered by Aaron Kaufman. Find us online at theFabulousInvalid.com and on social media at Fabulous Invalid, and on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcast. And be well and stay safe.
3: I love him. I love him. I love him. But only